Oh, Ruby, my Ruby! Oh, Gavin, my Gavin! Oh, oh podcast, podcast, my podcast! podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey. hey why, why are you <laughs> jumping at the gun to get started? Hey, welcome back to you wanna, another episode you wanna do it? of the Gavin and Ruby Go to a Movie Podcast. What? No, you have to be me. Hey! Okay, go ahead. No, no. Okay, let's switch the roles back. This feels wrong. No, no, no. You took charge. I wasn't expecting this. Um, hey guys. What's up? Do an What's impression. It? Do an impression. Um, see, this is my problem, though, is I don't listen to the episodes back, so I don't have everything down. But you, you go, and welcome back to the Gavin and Ruby. But, okay, but after that, what's my little, like, podcast. first spiel? I don't know. Usually I mean, it's, like, it's like, it's been a while since the last yeah, episode. Yes. But, <laughs> but we're high schoolers. It's been, <laughs> we're busy. We're busy. But we're actually on time with this one. Very we on are. time. Yeah. And I think we'll be on time for the next one. Yes. I've been telling everyone I'm having my comeback week, so. I'm having my comeback week, too. Yes. But we're back again, and we're here to talk about more movies like we did with Corpse Bride and Psycho, Psycho. the other yeah. week. The other day, even. I know. It feels really weird to be on schedule. Like, it feels wrong. It feels like we're early. Yeah. Nope. This is how it is. On time. The Instagram bio still says new episode every Monday. We don't do it every Monday, even. We don't. But we, we were like Sunday, and they were like, well, let's well, do Monday, Monday, so we have the full every weekend, week, and then every, every week. Uh, every once in a while. It all blurs together. It all blurs together. But At least twice a month. Yeah. Try to get it done. I feel like it's fun if it's spontaneous. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, they're here. <laughs> Just as quickly drop. as they came, they left. <laughs> they went. <laughs> So true. So, so true. true. Well, anyway, um, we're here today, back, and yeah, I don't, I don't have much else to say in this little intro session. I don't really either, cause it's been so little it's time. It's been so long since I've last seen my son. Have, hey. Do you know what that's from? FNAF. FNAF, what does that stand for? Five Nights at Freddy's. Two! It's a Living Two. Tombstones fan song. Ah. You've definitely heard it somewhere on I'm TikTok. I'm sure I have. Have you been getting... God, I didn't even look anything up about it, but recently I've just been getting all the FNAF edits, and usually I like oh, welcome yeah. it when it like shows up and it's like topical. Yeah. I do not welcome these FNAF edits because I could not care less about the movie after I watched it. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to watch it. I am You don't need it. to watch well, it, like, I'm at all. going to. <laughs> you will be very disappointed. Okay. It's this, okay, to put in perspective, mm -hmm. it is the same length as Priscilla. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to sit through that. Shoot, that is kind of true. But no, I'm, I'm dedicating myself to it. I feel like I just have to. Okay, compadre. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I guess we can just get on started. I'm okay. drinking. Oh, we're in person again. Oh, right. Yes, Look we at are. that. We've been on a streak. We've been on a roll, a two seriously. Two, two, and it's two maybe three even... Two. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> maybe week. even a third week. Wow. Maybe. We'll Who see knows? how it works. Mm -hmm. I actually don't know if I can record because I got my shows. I know. That's what I was just thinking about. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a I get home late later. Saturday night. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm drinking Schweppes. Not my personal choice of ginger ale. My personal mm. choice would usually be Canada Dry okay. instead of Schweppes. In terms of branded ginger ale. That's fair. I'm trying to think of the best ginger ale I've ever had, period. I know my Absolutely favorite root beer. 
on a Ginger plane. Blaine, oh Ginger yes, Ill on yes, a plane. literally true. Yeah, but that's Canada Dry. Right. At least no, on, like, on a Delta. plane with a tiny little straw. Oh, I don't get the time. I I like the gla- I like the little like plastic cup. If I'm being honest, and the ice is like really good the on the plane. Is really good. And the little like a little bag of pretzels. A little bag of pretzels. Mm. Oh, I have this. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Weirdly. Okay. On a, fl- a flight home from London, mm-hmm. had um because you know I go to London every yeah, day. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going in the summer. Hey, um, turn up. <laughs> um, it was like a little like. It was basically ice cream, but they called it chocolate pudding. Oh. But it was so good. That it was like rich kind of delicious. chocolate. And it was mm. like kind of cold. And you have like a little spoon to do it. Oh, I love a little spoon. Like a little just tiny. Yeah, and you, you get the little... Yes. You know what I'm talking about? It makes me feel so like sophisticated. Like, oh, let me just have a little nibble of my my cold pudding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I that was really good. I about it too. Yeah. Yeah, but my... My drink of choice on those flights from Greece was ginger ale. And of course. Ginger ale, That's of the course. only time I drink ginger ale. It has to be on a plane. Well, I'm drinking it right now. Yeah, so maybe so don't defy. speak. I, I defy the expectations. You do. You do. You defy mine. But, you know. What? <laughs> my ginger ale expectations is only on a plane. But, okay. you know. Well, I can tell you what my favorite root beer is. Ah. It's the one that they serve at Off Track. No way. The Marine Root one. I've never. I've actually never had it. It's really good. And they serve it at Kava. Oh, yes. I've seen it there before, but I've never... I don't have that it's big really on root good. beer. But maybe, maybe I'll That's try it. That's my drink of choice, period. Yeah. For the rest of my life, one drink, root beer. I mean... Vanilla. It's the vanilla. Yeah. Here's some, one thing that's always bothered me. And then we'll get into the... Okay. Unless you have anything no, you No, no. Speak say. your truth. Here's one thing that's always bothered me. People always complain about sweet things. Mm-hmm. For me... You love 100% talking about this one. Yes. Uh-huh. For me... Why not bring on the sweetness? No, that's fair. It's too sweet. What do you mean? It just tastes really good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I respect that. Oh, Only it's not sour enough. This ice cream does not have a hint of sourness. No, but sometimes it's nice to have a bit of balance so it's not just sweet on sweet. Like, it's like, you know, something to spice it up, give it a little, you know. Hmm, it tastes worse. <laughs> See, I like sour things. Couldn't tell you why. sour. Well, I know. Yeah. Or like salty i don't yeah a salty ice well salted caramel <laughs> that's not exactly. really salted or like pretzel oh my god best combination ever vanilla ice cream with pretzel pieces on top so good because like the crunch and the salt yes. with the vanilla is Listen, delicious kaminsky's don't downtown mention my op yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i will be going there after anastasia too uh, yeah. okay um kaminsky's Mm-hmm. They serve a really good salted caramel milkshake, and it's crushed up pretzels. Well, we have a salted pretzel toffee at Off Track, and it's so good. It's like a pretzel base. Actually, this, this is what I say when I go Yeah, do it. That's going to be a salted pretzel base with chocolate-covered that's pretzel gonna toffee be. pieces. Mm-hmm. That's going to be it. <laughs> I sound so... I hate my Off Track persona. It's like... Do you put, oh. on, the, do you put on the podcast voice? Yeah, kind of. I just, it's overly, it's so, it's just very artificial. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I let Ruby introduce the first movie of the podcast this week. It's an old recommendation. Okay. You know what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, am I introducing or you're You're introducing it? I said, I'll let Ruby introduce it. Oh, so go ahead, Ruby. So it's called Dead Poets Society. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's directed 
by Peter Ware. Yes, yes, I knew that. Or Wire, I can tell. Yeah. Who's also done the Truman Show, which we've done on the podcast. Ah, that's crazy. Yes, and I enjoyed that one. But um, yeah, it's Robin Williams who looks so much like Robert from Shark Tank. It was driving me insane. Like they became one in my mind, but. Anyways, that, that is Robin Williams. I know. That is... He looks exactly like Robert. I think Robert looks like him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I that know. is Robin Williams. That is the genie. I know who he is. I know who he is, but just in this movie, like, specifically, it was really throwing me off, but... Oh, my God. Anywho. That's freakish. That's freakish. Okay. All right. Anyway, so you let me introduce it, and then you interject with all your unnecessary well, comments. Well, that wasn't an unnecessary comment. I was just speaking my mind. Okay, but, well, so was I. But okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Continue on. Continue on. Anyway. Anyway. So it's this, like, school, <laughs> and it's really fancy. It's like a boarding preparatory, school. Preparatory school. Preparatory school. Or I think they say proprietary or something. That's weird. It's all these, all right. like, <laughs> all these cool. boys, and then they're, they have this, like, really really good english teacher oh my god dr or mr i see i'm always equated to doctor now because it's uh keating right dr keating dr keating mr keating is my brother (laughs) (laughs) is it doctor or is it mr now mr keating Keating. i just assume no it's oh captain my captain oh of course of course but mr keating is this really great english teacher who like is just like does things a different way because the school is very like this way, this way, this way, like, rule, rule, rule. And he kind of defies that. And it, like, inspires his students to defy things, too. But then that leads to some not good situations. Um, specifically, because he was in... The teacher was in this dead poet society, and they, like, revive it. But that wasn't a really good idea. But it also kind of was a good idea, because it brought okay. temper. <laughs> this is i can't thank you for the summary but anyways yeah that's my summary i can't say anything more because i don't all right well there you go i feel like i'll just keep talking and reveal the entire movie okay we'll definitely have a spoiler section for this one yes um so this was your first time watching this movie yes okay this was my second time or maybe even third Mm -hmm. i definitely watched it when i was like 12 or 13 okay and i liked it Mm -hmm. obviously but yeah, so second time watch, second or third time watch it. This is your first time, mm-hmm. and I mean, what did you think? I loved it. I okay. loved it so much. It's it's so good. I was I kind of knew I was gonna like it just going into yeah. it because it's just very much my type of movie, and mm-hmm. it's also like it's so fall. It's so like cozy and just oh, I just love it, and I really kept cozy. me invested. It- like I was very into it like i was tapped in and then then uh, everyone was too happy and i knew something was gonna happen but anyway far into the movie as well far into the movie right yeah truly the first like hour and a half everyone is just living their best life like and it was everyone was just too happy though like i knew something horrible is gonna happen because everyone is just having too much fun at this school like their only minor conflict is, oh, the headmaster doesn't like the society. But there's not, there wasn't even, like, a really pressing thing until it all boils over at the end. But I just loved it. I, yeah. It's probably, mm, is it on my Ooh, top ten? No, it's not. It, 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 it might be. I okay, need to well, reevaluate. It's up, for, but, it's up to you, but I was... Yeah, that was really controlling. Oh, it's not. Okay, what if it is? 
it might be. It uh-huh. really might be. Because it's just so, uh, it's so good. And I've been meaning to watch it for since, since ninth grade, actually. Because I looked at the poster in Dr. Isadis' room. I was like, hmm. And he mentioned it like 10 billion times that year. So I was like, oh, I feel like I really should watch it. He had them washed in glasses here. He did. Wish that could be me. Which, yeah, oh, he needs to do it in lit, bruh. But, oh, it was so good. <laughs> I've gotten into a really bad habit of that. It just, it's like an impulse. It's like Gracie. She yeah. does that. I, everyone, just the way everyone talks, like, I meet, I absorb it like a sponge. Like, I just do talk you, well, like a combination of a billion different so people. You know I'm Chomsky. Linguistics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. It actually is kind of fascinating. Like, sometimes I'll be talking and I'll notice even, like, my enunciation sounds like someone else. Like, yeah. and I notice that with the people I talk to, too, like, my little circle, everyone talks in the exact same way. It's like, Well, Kate, no. Kate Treywick, who was on the podcast, she was like, I've been talking gradually more like, more like Ruby. Yes. you pick it up. Yes. No, what people pick up the most is my, yes, which makes me so... And you know. Yeah, and you know, because it, and I just, it feels so validating. There you go. I don't feel so alone. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, well... Anyways, that was a super off topic. What did you think about this movie? Well, yeah, I liked it. You know, I mean, it's a very, very... It's a melodrama with a capital M. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Everything is very heightened mm-hmm. and specific. And you've got this very... Uh, would be called pretentious to anyone else. Like, ideas around art and stuff surrounding the movie and i think it works Mm -hmm. i think it adds to it um but really to me these are (laughs) this is like this is pretty this is this pretty deep melodrama (laughs) for me especially in the i actually really enjoy the melodrama of the last 30 minutes Mm -hmm. me too a lot i think it kind of hits its tread there but it kind of teeters along for the first hour and a half of a movie at a pace it's a little slow. My biggest issue with this movie is that I don't find all the boys to be all that interesting. That's fair. I like uh, Ethan Hawke and I like Neil. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke is the actor and then Neil is the okay, person. Yeah, but Ethan, I know Ethan Hawke. Tony, what was his name? Mr. He was the main guy who stood up on the desk first. Oh. Oh, God. And what you just watched this. I just watched this like hours ago. Oh, it's like Anderson. Yeah, Mr. Anderson. Something. Something Anderson. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. He, and that's what I know him as. He's, yeah, he's interesting, but like, I don't really connect to any of the other guys. And the whole plot line with the, the, the girl from the other school, I just found kind of uninteresting, kind of bogged down the movie's pace. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in general, I really like this movie, of course. I think it's got very, I mean, looks like it's shot on 35 millimeter, looks great. The, I mean, like you said, the autumn vibes. Yes. yes. I watched on a nice rainy day. Me and, too. you know, it was nice to do that. Very good rainy day movie. Yes. So the vibes are all there. You know, there's just kind of some cheesy elements of the movie that didn't quite fly with me. And I love some cheesy moments, especially in, I believe, 1985, this movie came out. 1995. Let's check that mm-hmm. really quickly. But, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, 89, sorry, 89, definitely a melodrama, and I will say there's not enough Robin Williams in this movie. Yeah. 
I wish there was a lot more Keating because I didn't, I didn't a hundred percent believe that their lives were changed by like two lessons of absurdism. I believe it. <laughs> I'm a believer. I feel. I feel. I. I agree with what you say about the boys because they did all fade, kind of blend into yeah. each other for me. Like I couldn't remember who was who. They also all looked the exact same. Yes, yeah, and haircuts. so it, that was definitely tripping me out a little bit. But I didn't even really mind it that much. And there are definitely cheesy. I just, I just kind of brushed over all okay. of that. Like I don't know. I was just kind of eating it up. But I, I believe it. I do wish there was more scenes of him teaching. I love when they all like rip out their pages. Like the yeah, that's the weirdest thing he does as a teacher. The other things are kind of like. I <laughs> I'll say this: if I think if Keating was my teacher, I would not be passing his class. Really? I think he's a kind of a bad teacher, but that's not about the movie. I, I just think... He's unconventional. Yeah, but what does that do when you're kicking a ball to get poetry? I guess you get it now. I don't know. No, I like it. I, I like think it's fun, and I think it's fun for a movie. I'm just saying in real life, which, which is not a valid criticism, I think, for this movie, but I don't think he's a, he would be a great teacher. I think it would be. But I think it's super entertaining, and it's super mm -hmm. fun. I wish there were more antics that they did mm -hmm. that... Because when they start the Dead Poet Society, it's kind of, or they re refound it, whatever. It it feels kind of out of nowhere, mm -hmm. I think. Um, because he only been teaching them a couple, or we only see a couple lessons, and they're like, yeah, yes. But I guess that's a part of it. What I found really interesting is how they kind of, they kind of criticize their, or they they kind of have a bit of a cynical and a positive take on their the reasons why they create. The Dead Poets Society. So cynical, they're like, okay, they just want to rebel. Mm -hmm. And that's all this group is for. Just kind of this place of rebellion that doesn't have any any real like grounding and being something actually engaging or re actually rebellious to anything. Just kind of a, yeah, we don't care attitude. But on the flip side of that, you go, well, yeah, they've been... Uh, I mean, the school sucks, and they just need to, they need a place to rebel, and that's perfectly fine for them. But, you know, it's a dead, it's a dead poet society. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. As much as I want to... But I found that interesting, and kind of how they um, analyze the rebellion a little bit more, besides... Because mm -hmm. a lot of this... If this... If the last 30 minutes weren't in the movie, the movie would have gone, okay, they make the dead poet society, and they stand up to the school, and they succeed. Mm-hmm. And everything's right. But it takes it beyond that, and that's why I think this movie really works. Because if it was just that, I think it, would, it wouldn't it would be as memorable mm -hmm. at all. But yeah. So, direction. I mean, you got the just 80s, 20-year-old boy playing teenager acting for mm -hmm. most of it. Which is fun, like Good Will Hunting. I think... This movie and Good Will Hunting, I get them confused all the time. I prefer... Oh, me too. <laughs> She has not watched Good Will Hunting. No, I've you actually should. seen like 20 minutes of it. Because Ro Robin Williams is in both of them. Yeah, but watch Good Will that. Hunting. Yeah, I've been I love Good Will Hunting. I watched it pretty recently. Okay. I rewatched it pretty re recently. Yeah. Love that. Much better than Dead Poets. Actually, not much better, but I get them confused all the okay. time. I definitely prefer that one. Okay. But kind of the same. Robin Williams is a mentor. Mm -hmm. um, but they both have the teenage boy acting, but that is mm -hmm. much better. But. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it definitely is. entertaining. The two-hour runtime it holds my yeah, attention. Yeah, it went by faster than that to me. Like, 
Okay. It did not feel like a two-hour-long movie. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and I think the reason they are so quick to rebel is because, I mean, you said this, because the school is so, like, Yeah, I don't strict. think you get enough of the school being strict. Like, you get the really? teachers saying, I feel like you we get take it. off one point every day, and then... I feel like you get it. You could just tell. Uh, you, well, yeah, but I wish there was a little more there. I don't know. Yeah. Because they just kind of start it for no reason. What, the society? Yeah. I think they're just so ready, like, I think the t- like To get out, yeah. Exactly. Mr. Keaton is so, like, different Keaton. that they're- Keaton. That they're ready to just latch on to anything he does because he's so different from anyone yeah. else they've ever had before, so that makes everything kind of accelerate faster than it would typically. Because I think if it was any other type of school, it'd be like, okay, they're really, yeah, okay, like, sure. so ready to- At SOA. Be, yeah, like, at his beck and call, just- after, like, two lessons, but I think because they've Dr. been so, Kisadis like, surprised. Dr. Kisadis' Dead Poets Society. Yes. Oh, I would actually immediately hop on that. I would not. I, I think would. that's just applause. <laughs> I think yeah. that's not. Yeah, I'm being held captive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even defend myself. No, I would, I, this, that's why I understand them is because if Dr. Kisadis is like, oh, I have this Dead Poets Society, they're like, ooh, yeah. yay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, though. I did like it's my it my personal, lot. yeah, my personal look at it, but. Super chill for most of the part. <laughs> most part of the movie. Why are you talking? Super, super chill. Super chill, homie. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, I really like the scene where he's trying to get Ethan Hawke to make a poem. Yes. Yes, me Even too. Even though I was a little, like, don't put your hand Yeah, if anyone ever mouth. did that to if me, If anyone ever did that, like, I'd be so pissed. I'd be so <laughs> mad. Oh my god, I would just probably start crying. Precious! <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. That has layers to it. <laughs> can't. There's, that goes beyond the podcast. That, it really does. But, no, I would hate that if it was me. But watching it, I was like, yes. Yes, inspired. Yes. Yeah. See, it doesn't really translate. You and know. I think it's trying to translate. I think it did translate with me when I was younger. I think if mm-hmm. I think if you watched this when you were younger, it would automatically be one of your favorite movies ever. Because yeah, this was definitely a nine for me before this rewatch. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, it's gone down a bit. Because I can kind of pick up a little more. I'm a little more cynical. But that definitely, I mean, before that, I wasn't really interested in American literature. That and Mr. Morelli's mm-hmm. class, honestly, which is kind of cringe. He yeah. didn't. He didn't inspire me like Keating, but like. Oh, I'm inspired by Cusadas. I said Morelli. I know. Oh, I, that's okay. why we're different. But I like I was engaging with those texts, and I watched mm-hmm. Dead Poets Society around that time, eighth grade, probably eighth grade, probably eighth grade. I watched it. So probably when I was thirteen, I watched Dead Poets Society. Mm-hmm. And it just really, it, it stuck with me in that mm. time. And it got me invested in art. I think I think it's a great movie to show younger adults, in middle school especially, and mm-hmm. help them, you know, kind of develop that passion. Right. And it's also just a really solid movie. It is a really solid And we get the last 30 minutes we can talk about in spoiler section. Because I think that is really good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it great. Was yeah. so great. Yeah. Great stuff there. But... Some of the melodramas hit or miss in the first hour and a half for me, and mm-hmm. that's about it. I think yeah. it's solidly written for, obviously got so much 80s movie vibes in the yes. writing there. Carpe diem, you know. Oh, yes. The whole whisper thing. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. No, All I right. agree. I'm a mega fan. Huge fan. Mega fan? Okay, I feel like I'm going to, this is going to be the type of thing I rewatch every fall to like. Good for you. 
getting my... Oh, that's so condescending. God, I no, hate when you no. say that. Oh, that's good. Good no. for you. No, that's good. That's good. Wash out and The damage is already done. Oh, good for you. Okay. No, it's a good movie, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Dead Poet Society. Yes. My dad saw me watching and he said that was my mom's favorite, one of my mom's favorite movies. Yes. I'm like, that's awesome. Yes. So one of my grandma's favorite movies. My dad was telling me it's filmed in Delaware and that's where he went to school and grew up. Oh and all yeah, that. that's so a Delaware like, movie. Yeah, he like knows, oh, who was it? The one who says, Neil, that's your cue behind the, when yeah. they're doing the play. He knows her. Oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Neil. As a character. Oh, too. yeah. Really he's great. No, I was the most interested in him. Yeah, definitely. And they give him the most time. Be, yeah. So, there you go. Yep. Yep. I don't have too much else to say. You have I don't either. Nothing say else before spoiler. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be giving this movie an 8 out of 10. Okay. Closer to a 7 than a 9. Dang. Dang. Um, I'll, say that. <laughs> I'll be giving it like a PG-13. 10 out of 10. Because it's beautiful and perfect, and I love it. Closer to an 11 or a 9? Closer to an 11. Closer to an 11. I loved it. Well, I'll let you take away the spoiler section. Oh, wow. Wow. Go ahead. Well, the spoiler section... Okay, so like I said earlier, everyone is so happy and living their best life for the first hour and a half of this movie. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And... So then you get this just, at least I did, you get this, like, growing sense of dread. Like, something absolutely horrible has to happen. And it's justified because the poets, the Dead Poet Society is really kind of teetering on the edge of, like, mm-hmm. what are they doing with it? And they don't know really what they're doing with it. But then they decide, like, we're just going to rebel against stuff. So then you're like, okay, where is this going to go? That's where the conflict kind of arises Right. From. So it starts to bubble a little bit. And then it... Yopping... <laughs> yes, Sorry. you know. Right, yeah. No, and then but then it continues to grow because Neil has this passion for acting, but his dad is super controlling and not into that idea at all. But he does this. He's in this play. He's like the lead of this play, and he's Huck and, and Summer Night's Dream. Yes, which is a role that I wanted to play when I was in eighth grade, wow. and then Liv got it. Shoot. She got that monologue, and I had to do something from Much Ado About Nothing, which is now one of my favorite Shakespeare shows. Uh, but still, so I, I played Benedict, yeah. and now I want to play that role. I really want to be Benedict. He's uh, basically Baron. Oh, okay. But like so better, and like oh. actually has a developed relationship. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. I could talk about Much Ado About Nothing for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. That's such a good play. That's such a good play. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, Sorry. yes. No, no, it's okay. But Puck is a mischievous little fairy. Yes, he is. So Neil is a mischievous little fairy, too. He kills his performance. And what? Do you not think he was good? No, he play? does. That was supposed to... He kills his performance. But... <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. There's a creative writer in you yet, buddy. Hey, okay, you know. go ahead. But his dad sure doesn't think so, so... They ride back home to his house, his dad and him. Everyone's, like, hyping Neil up, and his dad's like, you suck. <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, "This, you can't do yeah. this. They get home, he's like, you can't do this. He kills himself. He kills himself. Um, can you let me get <laughs> the full flesh story? His dad is like, you're like, we're losing you. Like, you can't do this. We don't support you, blah, blah, blah. We're sending you to military school tomorrow. And so then he, yeah, someone spoiled it, but... 
then he does. This is the spoiler section. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I wasn't. I hadn't reached that point yet. Then he kills himself, and then everyone's really sad. And then they blame. Oh my god! (laughs) Can you let me talk? Then Mr. Keating, they blame it all on him. They're like, oh, he encouraged this love of acting, even though he knew that Neil's parents didn't want that, and so it's. And he encouraged the Dead Poets Society and, like, all of these things, like, it led to his death. And so they get, like, everyone to sign off on that. And then Mr. Keating has to leave. And then it's really sad. And then it ends. They have, like, a powerful little send-off. It's, like, they all stand on their desks. You've changed your uh, lives. We are eternally grateful. Hello, Mr. Keating. You saved our lives. You're eternally grateful. That's kind of what the... That's kind of the vibe. Kind of, but it kind of works. Like, oh, it does, absolutely it does. Like, work. it's That's so dramatic. One of the most iconic. It really movie does work. Scenes. And I was like, oh, it was so beautiful. And then he, he, goes says farewell and. Well, I forgot what I really liked about this last thirty minutes was the scene where Neil kills himself. Actually, I... yeah, no, because it, it really it's not dramatic. It's like beautiful. It's well, like... it is. Definitely dramatic. I mean, it's Ex- dramatic. Extremely like, melodramatic. It's not like, oh, gun to my head. I'm like, like it's, it's, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I mean. No, it's not it's like It's very, that. like, peaceful. It's, lo- well, it's dramatic, but it's not And like, the music's really unsettling. Yeah. No, it really works. So I, I, I forgot that that was how that scene went, but it was super artful and really... Yeah. That's where some, like, you see kind of like, oh, there's, like, direction there, and it's, it's intentional. Right. And I, I really liked it, and it's... You got him putting out, taking out the crown, or putting on the crown, mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, there's definitely a reading out there where you could compare him to Puck in Midsummer yeah. Night's Dream, but I don't know what it is because Puck succeeds. Mm. Interesting, interesting. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a really powerful scene, and especially for like a younger person, and they handle it, I think, pretty well. Because you gotta be careful when you're doing a suicide in a movie. Because right. I'll give you an example: Thirteen Reasons Why completely oh, yeah. botches that scene. It's super disrespectful. Yeah. And it, but I think this one handles it very well. And the parents finding out that's some great. Yeah. Acting and. Yeah, and you get that interesting conflict. What do you do? Right. What do you do with your, you got nowhere to go with your your passions. I I like how passionate this movie is. Right. You know, I mean, it's a ton of people. Loving what they do, and you can tell people behind the scenes were loving making the movie and mm-hmm. super passionate project, which is what boosted it to an eight for me. And the melodrama works there because mm-hmm. it's more specific and it's not as trite, right? Especially at the end of time. I mean, you've seen a suicide story played out <laughs> that sounds so mean, but like yeah. in movies, you've seen suicide stories played out, um, more tastefully or not more tasteful. Well, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> You've seen uh, right. yeah. suicide stories played out very um, a lot more now because mm-hmm. that was kind of a taboo topic, uh, killing yourself. I mean, it was, even though it was in the base, like, canon with Shakespeare plays and stuff, right. it kind of became like a taboo topic in films and for them to handle it that well and with that much maturity for the time was definitely great. And I think it still holds up today. Mm-hmm. I really like it. And I really like how the tone shifts. I think it's done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel clunky at all. You kind of just slip into it. Because you're right, you can feel that gradual um, descent and ease uh, after the hour mark. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it hits there. 
and it, it works very well. I didn't cry while I was watching this. I, I definitely relate. cried the first time. Yeah. But the scene where uh, Todd, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Todd Anderson. Yes, yes. Todd. Yes. Ethan Hawke. Where yes, Ethan yes. Hawke <laughs> walks out into the snow yeah. and you get that nice. Yeah. And, you know, kind of a metaphor, metaphor with fall into winter and mm-hmm. the dying of all things. But now, in spring, it's going to be reborn in a second. Hey, but we've got to get through that period of that period of sadness first. And it works well. So, right. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Me too. Anything else to... And the last scene, great bittersweet moment. Mm-hmm. It is. I feel like that's exactly how they should have done it. Like, it doesn't work for them to be like, no, come back. Like, you know he has to go, but it's, like, still a send-off where it's, like, f- fulfilling. I don't and know. now they're, they've they sprung into new horizons, and they will be inspired for the rest of their lives. Yes. I did feel, I got a bit cringe during that, and it's not for the reason you think. Yeah. I got cringe because there were just, it was a ton of people who were also sitting down in the class. I don't know, I just (laughs) look... That's not an issue with the movie, that's just an issue with me, and I was like, ooh, I would hate that. Yeah. Oh, that is... Oh, Captain, my Captain! And then there's, like, two guys who were like, what the hell is going on? I'm just taking this class to pass. Like, I don't care that much about the Dead Poet Society and whatever. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) That would kind of... I would get kind of promo from that. If I was sitting and everyone was like, ah! And you're like, I don't really care. Yeah. I hadn't even really thought of that. It's just a cool image, but yeah, that would... Well, I also didn't realize that not all the kids in that class were a part of the Me Dead Poets Society. So of... I was really confused. Where the, there, were, there were some kids sitting. I was like, is there something there? Yeah. No. no. They, just, they, weren't, they weren't with it. Yeah. But it's great send-off, and you got that great shot of Ethan Hawke. In the, mm-hmm. in the yeah, the very fun. Oh, it's so good. And how he's changed, because he came in at the very beginning of the right. movie, scared, and now he's... Right, but he was the first one to stand up. He's confident in himself. Up. He was the first one to stand up. Mm-hmm. Great melodrama there. Mm-hmm. I love melodrama when it's done well, but it's not as specific in the first hour and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, that's that's it. All right. Well, then moving along. Moving, <laughs> moving on to Sofia Coppola's. This is my pick. Yes. Sofia Coppola's The Beguiled, 2017. Uh, I decided to pick this because Priscilla, um, which we'll talk about <laughs> later, and Groovy mm-hmm. News came yes. out um, recently, uh, November third, and I wanted to watch it, and I needed to watch The Beguiled because that was her, not her most recent, but like. Her most well-acclaimed movie mm-hmm. recently. not Because On the Rocks was not received well in 2020. But anyway, mm-hmm. wanted to watch The Beguiled. Been meaning to watch for, for a while. Love all the actors. And here's my history with Sofia Coppola, to those who don't know. Mm-hmm. I do not like Sofia Coppola. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the daughter of the director of The Godfather and Apocalypse Now, which is the best movie of all time. So pretty big shoes to fill and. That's that's been a point of like discussion with throughout her whole career, like her living up to her dad, and same with Roman Coppola, who does a lot of Wes Anderson projects. Like he co-wrote Asteroid City with him, and oh. Moonrise Kingdom, I believe. So yeah, they're all in film. Um, but I don't like Sofia Coppola I as a director. I feel bad for her. That must suck to know you have to live up to that. I know to the best movie ever made. Yeah, Two, three of the best movie ever. The best movies ever made. The Godfather, Godfather Part 2, and yeah, Apocalypse Now. She's just trying. In reverse order, I'd say. Best. Yeah. 
you have not seen a single <laughs> one of those movies. Don't agree. <laughs> In those... mm, no, mm-hmm. but you know the canon. Yeah. And the canon, you know generally that they're good. Okay. Yeah, no, I do. But she just has not made a movie that is 100% clicked with me. I like The Virgin Suicides, her first movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. Everything else I've watched by her has been mediocre to really bad. Um, Lost in Translation, which is a movie I should love because it's Bill Murray and it's got nice Japan aesthetics and um, vapor, or not vaporwave, <laughs> shoegaze, shoegaze hey, rock yes. music, like My Bloody Valentine stuff in there, which I love. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't work. It's weirdly racist. It's... I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, it is weirdly racist and it's huh. uncomfortable because Scarlett Johansson was so young. And, oh. um, the bling ring, don't even get me started on the bling ring, one of my least favorite movies ever. And it's not that, really that bad of a movie, but just so boring to watch. Yeah. And interesting. And, um, Marie Antoinette is fine. It's okay. all right. But a performance from Kirsten Dunst, that was all right. And then the rest of the movie is kind of mediocre, but she had a really good performance. Mm-hmm. So I was very cautious going into Beguiled, but I was excited for Priscilla. So I was like, let me give this one a shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Beguiled it tells a story of a um, a, ha- a girl's school. Or is it a school or is it a home for girls? Something of the yeah. sort. And uh, um, the South during the Civil War. And one of the youngest girl goes out into the woods just, I don't know, picking flowers. Whatever. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning... I think so. Okay, anyway, she's out in the woods for some reason, and she finds a Union soldier, mm-hmm. and she brings him back, and all these girls have to deal with this guy, and they don't know what to do, because he's the enemy mm-hmm. to them, because they're on the Confederate side, which is bad. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So Let's woke. get that out of the way first. Mm-hmm. Being on the Confederate side was the bad thing to do. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they do suggest that he might have even just been a mercenary because he was Irish-American. Right. Anyway. So, yeah. What did you think of this movie, Ruby? I actually liked it. I didn't know how to feel going into it because this isn't my typical type of movie at all. Um, really? <laughs> really? Really? No, I don't usually dabble in southern... War well, that's movies. not what it's really about. I that's know. Not, that's not what it, I know. I'm just it's saying not about it's the something Southern common. Not that's s- just the setting, and it ties into the themes. Oh my God. Okay. Anyways, anyways, I actually really enjoyed it. I liked it more than I thought I was going to, and it's short, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> the Dead Poets Society was two hours. Yeah, so I needed something to balance out a little bit, but I liked. Like, I don't know, but just watching them all, like, fight over this man, I was like, ugh, guys, you need to stand up. But then they did stand up, and I was like, ooh, yes. Okay. <laughs> that was all actually right. me watching this movie. I was, ooh, mm-hmm. Well, they no. didn't eat, and that's... They did eat towards they the end. They ate at the very end. At the and then, very but end. But it was a bunch of misses. It was, they, <laughs> this is the most, like, Gen Z way to yeah, talk about Yeah, it's really making movie. me <laughs> feel kind of ill. Um, you started it. I did start it. <laughs> At the start, I like when she has like her like washcloth with her water and she's like scrubbing. <laughs> she's like bathing him. And I was like, oh, so you can, I don't know. I just, the way they interacted with him where it's kind of so clear that they all want him, but then they try to like cover it up by like 
you are the enemy. You are not welcome here. Like, yeah, Martha well, is always the one saying that, like, you are just an uninvited guest. Like, you're not, like, this isn't Martha? fun for you. Is it the She's head like lady? The, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. So there you go. Nicole Kidman delivering mm-hmm. an amazing, I mean, it's Nicole Kidman, but mm-hmm. she delivers an amazing performance as kind of the headmistress, whatever, sort of the girl's home. And mm-hmm. basically what this movie is, is they all have these, at least the older ones, um, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning, I don't know their characters' names, and Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. they all have feelings for this guy, but they need they re- need to repress it because they're mm-hmm. at a girl's home, and that's not right, and he's an enemy. So you've got this very interesting, like, sexual tension there mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie, and it's really engaging, and sort of that, like, uh, battle between, like, innocence and... Um, guilt and stuff there mm-hmm. and it's played extremely carefully and extremely subtly which i love throughout the whole movie and it's really really powerful it's a really interesting movie to watch i really mm-hmm. love this one i think this is definitely my favorite sofia coppola movie by like a mile but it's and it might be partly because it was based on a book that and a movie was made from that book and it was based on the movie that was based on a book. So you've got history of good writing (laughs) there. So she didn't have to do too much with the script, but I think it's really engaging. It works great as a, like a one set play, some one set piece place Mm -hmm. and enough interesting drama happens to keep you engaged throughout. So I I loved it. I love this movie a lot. I think it looks very, it's a very pretty movie. It is. It is. I watched this on another, like, dark, cloudy, mm-hmm. rainy Same. kind of vibe, and that I really it. Yeah. enhanced it greatly. And I love a good aspect ratio. Oh, yeah. I love a good aspect ratio. And that Me just too. hit. Yeah, um, it really hit. But yeah, I really love this. It was super, super sexy, super mysterious, super, <laughs> super, mm, what's gonna happen? I loved it. That is not the vibe I got from it. Really? Well, oh, I, oh it's definitely, like. Really? I thought yes. it was just kind of, like, Ooh. Oh no, it's very I think it's definitely intentionally like what's gonna happen. Yeah, well that's true. But it's here's the interesting thing, and this was my review on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. This guy, he doesn't do anything but just sit there. It's cause they're not exposed. It's cause they're not exposed to that, and that's yeah. what's so interesting about yeah. it. So you kind of have a great way to tell this allegory about um you know, innocence and guilt from such a base perspective. Mm-hmm. And even Kirsten Dunst, who's the second oldest, is her character's still developing and learning the world. And she's been in that girl's world. <laughs> the girl world. <laughs> girl world all her life. And it's really interesting when to see her break out of and mm-hmm. hiding around the house. Super tense very. movie, but it's very, very... In the background, the tension's in the background. And then, near the end, it comes to the forefront in a very powerful way. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely adore this movie. Just so stylistically tight and well-made and well-shot, well-edited. Everything is great. Colin Farrell, for the li- for the moments he has in this movie, delivers such an excellent performance. All the, Even the little girls give like an interesting performance. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, just, you always feel that maliciousness behind the movie like there's Mm -hmm. something like that he's like an evil person right no he never feels like a truly genuine person yeah which is interesting because it's just 
this base version of a man and a woman. And I think it's the most interesting story about women that Sofia Coppola has told. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Do yeah. you have anything more to I say I wish I had more it? to say about it, but because it is, like, all in one place, like, it's all... Not that it's one note, necessarily. Like, it it diversifies itself through, like, tone and just the building tension, like, that gives it a little mm-hmm. something so it doesn't get boring. But then I also don't have much to say about it. But, like, I liked how everyone felt pretty distinctive to me. Like, I could... I remembered the different girls based on their different... Like, there's... Amy, like Edwina, Martha. Oh, there you go. And I did not remember that. Then there was like the one who was I couldn't even like tell super the, stingy the about it the whole name. time. That was like, we shouldn't be doing this. This is like you know the one who would not yes. let our guard down. And so I like that. Like I like that they all they all felt. I remember Amy and her mushrooms, and obviously a circle back at the end there. Great. Which was so good. God, the ending was probably my. It was really good. Favorite part, honestly. It was so good. It was so good. But I really liked it. I just liked it so much more than I thought I was going to. Because I, it just is not really ever the type of movie I would watch. I would just choose. Like, hmm, The Beguiled. That sounds right up, like, right for me. But I'm glad I watched it. I'm go. glad you recommended it because I would never have watched it otherwise. Yes. But I, it was really good i enjoyed it excellent movie about the female experience question mark i'm <laughs> uh, asking you as a woman because i i would not i i think it is is it <laughs> uh, i don't know that's such a specific female experience i don't know if i can or feeling like you have to like control your you know and like keep up appearances and mm-hmm. how other girls ju- i don't mm-hmm. I mean, yeah i mean if you generalize it for sure yeah <laughs> All right, cool. I personally have never taken any Union yeah, soldier say, and to <laughs> fight off my feelings for a Union soldier, but I'm sure that was really difficult for them. No, but you, you no, get, but the general having feeling. having to like be ladylike and whatever. Oh yeah, and whatever. I get I, well, not like a huge. No, I get what you're saying. But and throughout it's... history, <laughs> sorry, we had to cut. Uh, my fire alarm just went off. My house. I think you should keep it in. I'm not gonna keep that because that would just ear hurt everyone's ears. Okay, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Without spoiling anything, I don't have a ton else to say. Yeah, I don't either. What what do you rate it? Nine out of ten. Yeah, me too. There you go. Shoot. Closer to a ten, actually. Closer to a ten, yeah. Colin Farrell is great, and so is Nicole Kidman, and And so now I know their names. I know their names. And Elle Fanning. Yeah. Killed it. Yeah. Okay, and we're going to move yes. on to spoilers, and you can skip Either ahead way. to Groovy News. So then you got 45 minutes in. I'm a little wary of, like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> we're 45 minutes into the movie, and really nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. And then he starts getting up and interacting with them, and he starts making this relationship. And what I like is they never show it from his perspective. Mm-hmm. It's always from the girl's perspective. And this outsider, he's always treated as an outsider. Mm-hmm. And with the visuals as well, they're always seeing what they're thinking and not what he's planning to do. And I think that's really interesting and it adds to the tension because you're like, that's the mystery of it. Deliberate, uh, deliberately choosing what, what's shown and what's not shown. Unlike mm-hmm. Priscilla, which just is... Ah, just, here you go! Okay, anyway. Right. Hold it, hold it, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, I just, I'm... I'm no, I, I, for, I, sorry, Priscilla got me off the track. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm back, I'm back, and I'm back. 
it's mysterious. And then he starts kind of, he gets, he kisses Elle Fanning, who's kind of like a teen, she's like a teenage girl. Yeah. So it's kind of we- weird. And you get to see, finally, all these tensions are getting activated. Mm-hmm. And it boils up to, um, Kirsten Dunst has the most, like, serious relationship with him. But it's interesting because she just feels these desires because it's probably the first man she's seen mm-hmm. here or a while that's really, like, coming through her life. And they, like, get engaged, like, immediately. And they barely have any conversation. Mm-hmm. Not even stuff off screen, I'd say. You just kind of get w- w- what's given to you. So they get engaged and, you know, the... The headmistress is kind of like dealing, struggling if she like has something there, and then Elle Fanning's just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but then Kirsten Dunst catches them together, and she throws a soldier down the stairs, mm-hmm. and he gets injured. Now all the girls have to deal with that relationship, and that's where the movie really picks up. Because mm-hmm. I, I was my attention was kind of waning forty five minutes in because it was when, like when is this gonna pick up? But then it knows exactly when to get you in. And so and then for the rest of the movie, I was completely in it of what was going to happen. Unpredictable movie. Obviously, you know something's gonna. There's gonna be some kind of war between war, quote unquote. Yeah. But yeah. And then it boils into the great. Colin Farrell gets a gun, which is. Chekhov's gun set up at the beginning of the movie. That's what I knew it was going there because they set up the gun. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he gets the gun. And then the roles are kind of reversed because now he's taken hostage of them. Right. But then they're just, he's so weak and so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a Ken. <laughs> well, yeah. You didn't mention they amputated his legs. So he's, oh, they super did. Angry. Ampu- oh, they amputated his legs yeah. after. He fell down the stairs because yeah. he was going to die anyway. Because they were genuinely trying to help him, but he was not happy about that at all. And that I feel like that's what kind of ignited his flip to complete just, like, anger and insanity. I think he would have flipped at the smallest thing, even. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I think in that case, waking up with half his leg And, off. yeah, it just... Well, yeah. <laughs> you want to empathize the, with him? Yeah. No, I'm not empathizing with him. I think he's Well, you the can worst. empathize with him. I, you can be able to empathize I with I can't anyone. empathize with him. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I can't empathize at all. But I think... Because they genuinely did want to help him, but he did not see it that way. He was really bad. But, yeah. And I, then he, that's why he goes insane, and they realize, like, oh, we So really then you've got that tension, this. and they they kind of, it's so, because you're like, one of these girls is going to die, because mm-hmm. he's got the gun. He but tells he's also, them that, like, oh, I'm going to shoot, like, if one of you make me mad again. No, I'm, I'm going to shoot, shoot you. you. Yeah. So you got that, and it's just so, it's played so excellently, because the rest of the movie is so understated, and even this is understated. Mm-hmm. And I just love how subtly she she plays it, and chooses to play it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'm just really impressed, because she hasn't done anything else that's really good, but... <laughs> yeah. It's really good. And it it's is. excellently shot. And it, it, it climaxes in them just tricking the guy. Mm-hmm. And what happens at the end is, like, earlier on, he is enjoying his mushrooms that Amy picked, like, earlier on in the movie when they all have a nice little family dinner. And then one of, oh, I don't remember who's the name of the girl who suggested it, but pretty much Amy goes and picks, like, the poisonous mushrooms that kill him, and they feed him those mushrooms, then he eats them, and then he suffocates and dies. They tie the thing, they take him away. Yeah, but now they've got this 
he's outside the gates. So it's also an interesting thematically with the Civil War mm-hmm. and kind of changing times and opening up the South, I guess, to new ideas and mm-hmm. new ways of thinking. Because that's kind of like the, you know, the the motherly woman, whatever, you know, and yeah. opening up the gate, but they're still, they're still traps. Right. Because this last shot is not just of them standing in the house. Right. It's, it's outside the, gate. the gates. Yeah. So it's always through a wormhole, but now they're all kind of shaken. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how the South was after the Civil War. Definitely shaken by what they'd done in the amount of destruction because they just lost. Mm-hmm. True. Thank God they lost. But, I mean, they just lost and kind of had to deal with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And definitely kind of alluding to Reconstruction. But this central part of the movie, I enjoyed that part, too, because I'm not a history buff, but I found it interesting. Mm -hmm. But the core part is, like, telling the story of these girls, and I think it works very well. Yeah. And it definitely, the tensions boil and very specific. That's something I've been focusing on. Lately in movies is like intention intentionality and like why is that like there? Mr. Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Be, <laughs> be intentional. Be intentional. Well, I'm being intentional by saying this because I've been mm-hmm. focusing on like movies specifically because we've been doing writing seminars and theater. We're well, not seminars, but writing and theater. Wow. So I've been focusing on like how you sh- what you should like put in and what you should leave out. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to pick up on that more in movies. Right. And that's kind of how I've been judging them. And this one's super specific and super tight. I love it. I love this movie. Yeah. Me too. But I don't know if it's girl who run the world girls. <laughs> I because they is... they like No, you have to at look the end, past the start. No, but at the end they like they are like suffering. Because like, oh my god. They are. That doesn't mean that they're not They're not ruling the world. They are That's the point. To me. They're still trapped. Okay, they're running the world from within the gates. I think that it's the mentality. It's not that you can't think too logically about it. It's just the feeling. They're like, yes, you did that. You know, you feel. No, I did not feel you okay, did that from well, this movie. I, I think it was I the opposite of you did that, of a you did that kind of movie. Well, I did. Scream is a you did that kind of movie, which you haven't seen. Which I haven't seen, but I know it. I know of it. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? I do not. All right. Well, we'll get on the groovy news. So we saw Priscilla. Me and Ruby saw Priscilla just the other day. Mm -hmm. Also directed by Sofia Coppola. How do you go from making The Beguiled to making frickin' Priscilla? (laughs) God is one of the worst movies of the year. It was not good, and I was so ready and to like it. And you never give anything like that. I'm never a hater. I always am so gracious, and I was so ready to be so kind about this one. Like, yes, Elvis, th- the movie Elvis was so bad. Like, this is like the comeback, the what? better sister. Like, no. It was so bland and just not developed at all. Like, anything that seemed to come up just, like, went, like just nothing. There's no takeaway. There's, like, you finish Absolutely watching nothing. it, and it's like okay like it's just nothing there's no new idea like it's just the same like one note oh this is not a healthy relationship because elvis was older and controlled yeah there's nothing there's nothing there it doesn't it's not even subtle no it's not even subtle because it tells Mm. you it directly tells you here's what you should think about the relationship period and oh look at him acting really weird and i don't play this is like Mm. the beguiled 
like the way because she is like innocently falling in love with him mm-hmm. like they are and then the band is acting crazy it's like if you really if you just messed up doing the beguiled and she already made yeah. a movie that was actually subtle and actually had those themes in there and right. she just kind of flopped on this one right and it's like the production design is nice i guess but it's kind of looks ugly and it's bland mm-hmm. way too long i think this and elvis have the exact problems mm-hmm. elvis is doing so much and saying so little mm-hmm. well uh priscilla is trying to say so much mm-hmm. and it's just doing so they're yeah. they're both doing so little right. but in the same or in different ways mm-hmm. priscilla's well look this is like the intellectual like you think you think you know like you don't like mm-hmm. and that's kind of it there's nothing more than that but i really wanted it to be better than elvis and me it too. was by half a star for me hey, cuz I, I think it was for me too i don't remember what i gave elvis but in two my stars, mind two stars i just checked really okay oh so they're equal yeah okay well then they're i'll both really bad yeah cuz i do think it's better than elvis but not uh, by not significantly and i'm sorry kaylee spanny was kind of terrible as Priscilla, or not terrible. She, she was just so. I feel like she wasn't given anything. She wasn't like, given the, anything. Wasn't, the direction. Yeah, that's what I was so excited was like, oh, a real look at Priscilla and who she was, like a well-rounded, fully developed thing, yes. and it just wasn't. It wasn't that. that. No. Which is oh, it was just it was so disappointing. I was so ready to be a fan, and I feel like I've read a lot of good, good reviews, reviews of it, yeah. like people really enjoying it. Like besides Kate. Which she was kind of yeah. a prelude, like, and we were like, oh, no way. And yeah. wh- when I watched the trailers, I was actually like, this looks really good. Yeah. Because it looked subtle in the trailer. They made it seem like it was going to be the subtle buildup of mal- malicious nature. But right. But it wasn't. And it just ends. Yeah. Yeah. The end, too. It's just like, oh, all right. And you don't get anything for it. It's two hours long. Yeah. And it's just two hours of nothing. nothing. Yeah. So, you don't, don't have to go, go see, see that Priscilla. one. Yeah. Go see The Holdovers, which I haven't seen yet. Okay. But I really want to Pretty see it because sure. I love yeah. Alexander Payne. Yeah. Except for Downsizing, which I'm watching right now on Netflix. I'm like halfway through and I'm not liking it at all. Oh, but um, I might turn around on it. Hey, all right. Uh, the Marvels. Ah. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. I was going to see it the other night, but mm-hmm. couldn't make the time. Uh, the lowest opening for any MCU movie. Really? Period. Ever. Wow, that's sucks. Worse than, incredi- than the Incredible but... Hulk back in the day. Man. Which is crazy. That is crazy. And it's great. Because now Marvel realizes, oh, they have to make good art. Right. So next year, right now, the only movie that is planned from the MCU is Deadpool 3. Oh, can't wait. The entire year. You so should. Excited. They're good movies. I love the Deadpool movies. Okay. But this one's directed by the director of Free Guy. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I actually have seen that, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. I just saw... I hate that movie yeah. so much. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It what else has Sean Levy done? Uh, Night at the Museum. Mm. <laughs> ah. Yeah, not a ton of great movies. Cheaper by the Dozen? Oh, I've heard of it. Oh. Not yeah, I thought you were going to say, I've seen it. No. no. <laughs> who um, do you think I am? Somebody who likes movies. <laughs> um... True. Yeah, but it's awesome to see that. And the actor strike oh, right. has finally ended. Yes. Yay. Yes, it's very good. Yeah. So now we got, we got a ton of announcements. Warner Brothers canceled another movie. Like, they canceled Batgirl. Oh. They canceled Coyote vs. Acme, 
which is going to be a Looney Tunes movie, which oh. apparently was going to be really good. Oh. It got very high audience test scores, and they canceled it for a tax write-off. Damn. So still, F the studios. <laughs> like, like Now the anime, um, now the visual effects artists, they, they've unionized. Now mm. they've got to go on strike. Right. More than ever, because that's really going to shut down the industry. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Because they just get treated like crap. And the worst thing about it is, is they're just the visual effects are going to have a, such a serious decline. Because a lot of the times, when the visual effects team are getting underpaid, they just give it to people, like, huge warehouses in China and India and stuff, and just have them paid, like, below minimum wage to get all these... You've got these huge places, like like the, the place where they mine Bitcoin, also kind of like, where they are mined, because Bitcoin is kind of dead now. But right. like, just churning out this slop, and that's why visual effects is getting worse, because they aren't actually paying the people who need to make them. And when they don't, when the people ask for more money, they'll just throw it to some crappy animator. Not crappy, they're, they're still working on it, but like definitely lesser in quality than what's been done. So animators need to go on strike one of the most important parts of the whole industry. I mean, I saw this on Twitter the other day. They green-screened a gun in, a, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, in 2014. Oh. They green-screened a gun. And, it was, and in the movie, when you watch it, it's just like a normal like pistol-looking thing. Mm-hmm. But they green-screened it so they didn't have to pay the props people. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So just... Keep, keep supporting artists. Yes. Still, I mean, you can't really do anything. About- yes, you can. Yes, yes you can. I yes, don't know. I can. You can do something. If you can do something about it, do something about it. Or tell yes. people. Don't let people be mad about it. But yeah, the actors yeah. got their deal, and that's awesome. That is. That um, is. I recently watched David Fincher's The Killer on Netflix. I woke up at four in the morning to watch it. That's crazy. Yeah. I adore that movie. <laughs> I adore that movie. Yeah. Loved it. And it had the Smiths. Like, that was the soundtrack. It was so good. Yeah, that is kind of fire. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's not branded as a comedy at all, but it is so funny. Interesting. But you've got to be into it to think it's funny, I think. Okay. Anyway, one of the best movies of the year. Hey. Anything else I've been watching? Loki, I watched. Season one, rewatched. Season one. Mm-hmm. Liked it. Um, I don't know. Was the last episode before or after I watched no hard feelings. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, it was before. Or no, it was it was after. Anyway, I probably talked about it then. Really. I hate No Hard Feelings, one of the worst movies of the year. Terrible. Worse than Priscilla, definitely. Oh my god, it's oh, so bad. But The Flash is still the worst movie of the year. Okay. But then it's No Hard Feelings. And then Ant-Man. And then... not. I don't want to say Priscilla's that bad. <laughs> Like, I feel really bad about it. No, you have to be real. Let me try and check if I'm real with myself. And then okay. The Little Mermaid. No, and then Indiana Jones. That. And then Priscilla. Okay. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else you'd like to say, Ruby? I don't think I do. All right. Well, let's move on to our recommendations for next week. Don't don't fret. We have them. All okay. Right. Uh, next week yes, we'll be bringing we're... back <laughs> Trip Carrington on the podcast. Hey. You, 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 who, or yippee, <laughs> yippee. woohoo, <laughs> woohoo, not you, who. Anyway, 
And we're going to do, because we like, because Ruby and I like Killers of the Flower Moon so mm-hmm. much, we're going to be doing a Martin Scorsese-themed episode. Yay! And like the last, <laughs> and like the last one we did with Trip, we're going to be doing three movies. Mm-hmm. So Trip's recommendation is Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. I've seen all these movies already, by the uh, way. Yeah. Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. My recommendation is Goodfellas. And your recommendation is? Wolf of Wall Street? Okay. I you thought that's said what it. I said. You said yes. it. Um, so that is going to be three and a half, five, six hours. Good lord, okay. Seven and a half hours of movie watching, and me and Ruby are about to watch Goodfellas. So, stay tuned for that episode. I don't know, because I also have shows next weekend. If you're listening to this podcast, yeah. and you live in Charleston, Pull up. come to Anastasia. I won't put the ticket link, link in the bio, but you can find it if you yeah. know us. Come see Anastasia. Yes. It's going to be a good show. Yes. But yes, thank you for listening. Do you have any signing off? notes do not watch priscilla yeah really do not watch priscilla yeah, i hate to say it he does wiggle on that movie he does he does that's, that's my wiggling boy oh god that's my look at my boy wiggle 